Support The Coco Show and listen ad-free. Plus get cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at patreon.com slash thecocoshow. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Mind Roll. <laughs> Very strange title, that one, Boat. You know, when I think about Mind Roll, I think about two yeah. things. Okay. The first thing I think about is a big eight ball rolling around. That's a lie. That was the last thing I'd think about. Okay, but that's what this <laughs> game actually is. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about your experience with the Magic 8-Ball. Oh. Do you remember the first time that you gazed upon the noble visage of the Magic 8-Ball? Yes, I do, Bode. I do remember the first time. I was a little young, Aaron, back in the day. And I'm sure it was near the time these had been invented. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone uh, gave my mom one or she bought one. And so I had one of these things. And I mean, I was very young. And uh, I, these, this thing fascinated me uh, because I always wondered what was in that thing. Right. And how did it work? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and we used to play this thing. I remember playing with this thing a lot, you know, back in the day. Uh, and when I played with it, just asking it questions. Uh, I guess for, if I, is a magic game something in every country? Or do you know is that something everywhere? I don't know. It might only be in America. We should probably mention what it is. Well, that's and probably so a good it, idea. Go ahead, Aaron. Picture a pool ball with a big eight on it, except it's about it's about yay big. If you're listening at home, it's about the size of a small ball. It's like grapefruit uh, size. That's yeah, yeah, grapefruit size, and it's a ball. It's a plastic ball, black with a big white eight on it, and then you. Uh, um, there's a little view window on one side with a glass or plastic uh, porthole in it. And what you're supposed to do is shake the ball up. And there's some sort of liquid in this ball. Mystery we don't know liquid. what kind of, what is this mystery liquid? I don't know. Then there's a gimmick in there. And the gimmick will float up to the window and it will say something on it. And so the gimmick is you're supposed to ask this thing questions. Uh, hey, uh, should I go to work today? You know, uh, am I as handsome as I think I am? You know, blah, blah, blah. And you shake this thing, and it would say, like, uh, Come yes, back tomorrow. No. Uh, answer cloudy. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely not. It would give these answers. Ask again, you know. And uh, you and and I guess the, the this thing was supposed to help you make decisions, right? Uh, or in a joking way. I don't know if anyone actually used this thing, you know, for real decisions. Wow. Uh, but uh, I thought they were awesome. In fact, we've got one somewhere in the house right now. It may be the same one I had as a kid. We've had it forever. Yeah. And I, my kid's fascinated with it too. I the thing that was the the thing that makes the Magic 8 ball for me is and it's genius. It's genius engineering because when you you shake it up and you turn it around and you don't immediately see the answer. The answer floats to the surface in like this luminescent way, like a like a figure appearing in a magic mirror or something like it that. Is. It makes you wonder what that little the little item is made of yeah. that's in there. And also what is that liquid? Right. Is it black? Here, I like to crack one of these things open. More questions than answers, it. really, with the Magic 8 ball. Do you think the whole ball is full of magic liquid, or is there just a little cylinder full of it there? Oh, what if what if the cylinder and the the uh, the gimmick are just like, yeah, like one-tenth of the space 
of the entire yeah. and it's, it's mostly it empty space. It feels like the whole ball is full of this stuff, sort of. Yeah. You know, it, it's sort of it like be they say space is mostly empty space. It's like the Magic 8 Ball. Is that what? That's what they say. That's, that's the full you know, proverb. Have you, you ever. <laughs> That's that's it, huh? That's been handed down from the gypsies or something. That's what they say, Bo. Yeah. It's it's not like something you just made up right off the top of your head. Now, let me ask you, have you ever used the Magic 8 Ball to make a decision that you stuck with? No. No. Never. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a long time. I think it's been since elementary school where I've been uh, in, in the presence of a Magic 8 Ball. Have, have you ever have you ever shown Eep a Magic Eight Ball? No, all right, but I, that sounds like a good idea. I would like to uh, see if they had something like that in Thailand. I'd like to see like a Thai Magic Eight Ball. What you'd like, what I'd like to see you do is take her up to the mystery hole. Okay, mm -hmm. that's when you present her with the Magic Eight Ball. It, Get a bunch of crazy stuff going on at once. It, here, here you go. Is the is the uh, is the mystery hole open for visitors? Rushi asked that earlier, and I uh, I, I forgot it's to funny. ask you. Me and the, Teresa were pondering that. I would say probably not yet but m the thing is you can't go into the mystery hole and keep a six foot difference it'd be difficult mm, so yeah there you go social distancing not not in yeah. effect in maybe the mystery one hole. person at a time or maybe two or a family mm -hmm. you know not to mention you don't want to you don't know what effects the mystery hole would have on this virus you don't want to you don't know what to get in there you never know what's going to happen there could be some sort know? of strange mutation that could happen in the mystery hole you could become teen wolf Man. just like that you I, if that was the case theory. i'd be up there this evening I think Hose must have had that happen. <laughs> Hose he's was the original Teen Wolf. He's a hairy gentleman. He is. He is. You know. All right, Aaron. Magic roll. Mind roll. <laughs> Magic roll Egg might roll. be better. Magic roll sounds pretty good. Yeah. I like to have one of those with a glass of milk. <laughs> so let's talk about now. I, I got to tell you, you know, Boat. I'm an old school, old, incredibly old school TRS-80 color computer veteran from back yonder. Mm -hmm as we say in these parts, and I'd never heard of this game or seen it. And it's got two names, and it's appeared on a bunch of systems, and I'd still never heard of it or seen it. How about you? I, I noticed that, too. How do you pronounce its name on the other systems? Well, on on the on the Coco, it's Mind Roll. Right. On the other systems, I believe it's called Qdex. Qdex, okay. Qdex, Q-U-E-D-E-X. Yeah. Uh, now, on the Coco, this was developed uh, by uh, Thalmus, uh, and or excuse me, but it was published by Epics. The designer was a fellow named uh, Stavros Fazulas. Mm. That's a that's a great name. I can't believe the amount of ports. Now the guy that did this that brought this over to the Coco is named Jesse Taylor. Much simpler. <laughs> yeah. Both. Sounds like a Coco the, name to me. The guy that designed this game was the Stavros guy. Now this game came out on the uh, in '87. This got released for the C64, all right? In 88, this had an Amiga and DOS release, Boat. Can you believe that? Oh, I and can believe it. Were, these were all under that name Qdex. Mm -hmm. And then the Color Computer got a release at 89. So this was the last of the releases for this particular game, and they changed the name. Yeah, I put now, the wrong date which on name here. do you prefer, Mind Roll or Qdex? I'm going to have to go with Mind Roll. I don't like games that have hard-to-pronounce names. I think it's a yeah. marketing nightmare. Mind Roll is not a great name. Uh, yeah. I would have called it Marble something, you know? Like, because it's like, what this game calls to mind is those old school labyrinth marble puzzles, you know, where you're lifting it up and you're doing this thing. Well, but it's not really anything like those, you know, it's once a, you start playing. But I mean, that's what it, when you look at it how the levels are laid out in the planes and everything like that, that was clearly the inspiration. 
I would have called it brain orb. Okay. Okay. I like that. Brain orb acceptable. Uh, now the fellow that brought this over, Jesse, this guy has a, a, a bit of a pedigree on the uh, on the Coco. He also did a game called Rad Warrior. Oh, I played that, and he also did a game called Sub Battle. So there you go. Um, he did some where he worked. Uh, he did some epics like conversions. Apparently, uh, this was actually published on the Coco by Radio Shack, Tandy Radio Shack, and really saying now, like I said. Now this will work on uh, the if you have 64K on the one and two or the Coco three 128K. Apparently there are Coco three um, that gives you special uh, some special modes or graphics of the Coco three. But I'll tell you something. Uh, I played this on my Coco three, and obviously I don't have a Coco one or two, so I couldn't tell you what what change if anything. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> so, what is this game? Good question. You play an eight ball. I will say I've looked at this on the Amiga, and you'll need on that one. You don't play an eight ball. You play just like a, a, a like a ball, like an orb. So the eight ball, I guess, is that that's a that's just for the Coco. You get to be the eight ball. The good thing about being the eight ball is it with the eight on there, you can simulate rolling right. back and forth. It is. I mean, Jesse, obviously, an intelligent guy, putting that on there because that uh-huh. that that adds everything to this game. If you don't have that on there, you don't get that sense of motion, which is something that you want in a game like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first that you this is an interesting game is that you, you they open you up with a bunch of levels here, ten levels to be precise, and it lets you pick whichever level you want to start with uh, first. Mm-hmm. So you can start at level ten. Now, I started at level one, and uh, I thought my game was screwed up. That's I could not figure out for a lot of what you're supposed to do on that level because it just shows your ball and a little strip of land out in front of you checkerboarded about three blocks long. And every time I tried to do anything, the it would just sort of flash. Mm-hmm. I would, and it was very bizarre. Did you have any trouble figuring out the first level of this? Of course I did. I- okay, thank God, because I felt like an idiot. And I kept, I was like, why am I, am I the only one you know, that can't you, do you this? You know how I, fin- I I finally ended up getting past it? How? I turned the computer off, turned it back on, and went to level two. Okay, I actually passed it. Oh, how do you do And I'm going to tell you how it? I did it. All right. I don't know. I, I, so, <laughs> I read the instructions. Like, for example, I've got a list here in my hot little hand mm-hmm. that explains all the different levels and what they're about. Okay? Here's what it says for the first one. And this made me feel like a real dork. Okay? Plane one, introductory level. <laughs> oh my teaching, gosh. <laughs> teaching the player the mechanics of gameplay. Roll over the flashing squares to reveal a hole to the next subplane. Also introduces time draining electrical pools and lifts. So, listen, I don't know how there are flashing squares. What I did to get off that level was basically b- bounce over some squares to a, the glowing square. I don't know what I did. It, I did it one time, mm. but I did beat the level. And the funny thing is, once you go off that level, it takes you to another level, <clears throat> and the rest of the levels you go to in that one level are much easier to understand. All right. And I, may, by the way, I hit the start line with zero time left, so I barely made it. I, I was proud of myself. To be, I thought to myself, why didn't I record that? That would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh, and it's worth uh, noting that if you're watching the video version, this is all of my gameplay because there is no full gameplay I can find on YouTube with this game. I noticed that. I noticed that. And I actually played this game quite a bit, so I actually thought about uploading. I've, I've got a bunch of footage I'm going to have to put up on YouTube here soon. So the, each, each one of these levels is pretty different from the previous level. Um, some levels are like a maze. 
okay? Some levels where you just basically drive around your ball and try to beat the maze. Now, it's not just like, oh, I'm stuck in a maze. The maze will have teleporters. It has spots that will, uh, that will kill you instantly with, like, skull and crossbones on them. It's got all sorts of little uh, things that like to fool with, lifts and everything else. But sometimes it's just a maze. Then there's some levels, like there's one level, I believe it's level uh, four, uh, is it's a race where you have to go as fast as you can down the level mm-hmm. uh, and and try to get there and beat the time limit. Which was actually I like the idea. That there's a lot of variety. There's one weird level boat. You know, when you get to the end of these levels, it says uh, finish or mm-hmm. whatever on it, right? There's one level that you're rolling down this thing, and then you're surrounded by finish lines. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. That was a weird one. Yeah. And it was real quick and simple, and I'm like, what did I miss here? I don't know, but I, I beat it. There's a level where, actually it's showing it right now, where there are pipes, mm-hmm. and you've got to roll your ball into these pipes, and the pipes will take you different places. This sort of reminded me of Bonk 3, which I just played, where there's a level where you had to go through pipes. Sort of similar to this. you got to try to figure out which pipe to go into to get to the, where you need to be. Uh, so they mix it up quite a bit uh, in terms of, uh, of the levels. What what did you think about this boat? I mean, obviously, you had the same problem I did out of the gate. Did you warm to it after that? Well, I agree with you. I agree with everything that you said. Um, the game's strength lies in its variety. Uh, I wish that there would have been more... I wish there were more levels altogether. Like, I really enjoy the downhill level, like avoiding the yeah. stuff, you know? That was real fun. Uh, it, was, it, it broke things up. Yeah. Um, I I think that the uh, the maze levels and stuff. I don't know. I I I finished very few of these levels. I think I finished maybe three out of the ten. And the other ones, I just there were some that I just couldn't figure out. Like there's one. I think it might be yes, yeah, number eight. It's the one we're watching right now. There is a. Uh, it, it's like a, a advancing black menace. Oh yeah, this is a tough yeah, one, isn't it? That, yeah. And and you can you can escape it, and the goal is in the middle of the level. But I could not for the life of me figure out how to get to the goal in the middle. Well, here's the where's what I come up with. If you notice, they're around the perimeter of that level. There were keys. Uh-huh. You you can get all the keys, and you can get the last key on the perimeter. But by the time you get back, that void has covered up any way for you to journey inward to the middle part of the game. Now, for me anyway, I, so I'm sure there's some way to get there, but I could not figure it out. But I thought it was very clever, and that that uh, emerging void was a real cool effect. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen that before in a game, like where the thing actually is coming out. It was really like cool. That. It reminded me of like the light cycles in Tron or something like that. It was that was a real bizarre uh, uh, thing. Uh, something else we should mention is that when you finish these levels, you get to play the bonus game. Uh, the bonus game is like uh, it's sort of like Simon. The old hand, remember the old handheld mm-hmm. thing that would make the noise and light up. This would, uh, th- you would get like a noise and an arrow. It, like you'd show your ball and it'd go, Bing, 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 and it would, it would show arrows, right, left, up, down. And so what you would have to do is, is, is uh, echo what they had said. And if you do it, you get bonus points. It's not super hard. It may get harder on down the line. I didn't, I didn't like you. I didn't beat more than I think the most levels I beat in any one session was probably like three. You know, because I could never, there were some levels I just couldn't figure out how to get past. Mm-hmm. There are lots of levels where they uh, either give you few jumps or no jumps, and you need to jump a lot. And so you, a lot of it is trying to figure out uh, how to how to go through those and, and uh, uh, save your jumping to when you need it. 
but it's still it's it's it really was an unusual game uh, boat uh, that I don't think I've ever played anything quite like it. I mean, it's it's way different than like you think to yourself. Oh, it's like Marvel Madness, right? But it's really nothing like those, is it? No, no, it's. Like I said, the, th- the, the thing that it cl- most closely resembles to me is those toys, those labyrinth toys where you tilt the thing in different directions and your ball runs around it. Like, yeah. there's... I, I can't really say that I, I, I... It's a good implementation of what they're trying to do. It's, it's varied, but I didn't really have a whole lot of fun playing the levels aside from the downhill level. I just... I found it because there's no you see so little of the screen at a time and the levels, especially some of these maze levels are so big, you have to memorize where you need to go. And then once you've done that, the game becomes cake. Like where's the replay value? So um, it's hard for me to say this is a, a great game. I'd say this is a barely average game. It, it, it is unique. I'll give it that. I like, I like it more than you because I, I like a game that offers a ton of variety and the thing is, they could have taken this concept and made it lame. Like, here's your ball, go through a maze. They could have been the whole game, could have been that. Mm-hmm. But they actually put a lot of actual effort into, like, coming up with some interesting angles and gimmicks. What can we do with this ball? What kind of different games can we offer? And I appreciated that. Now, the technical limitations of the Coco uh, uh, can sometimes give you give you trouble uh, and obviously, I think they, you're, what you said about them not being able to show a whole lot of the map at once, it was, it was an issue. But the fact that you've got nice smooth scrolling and the fact that you've got uh, uh, um, what I would call pretty good graphics. I mean, it's not, is this the most colorful game you're ever going to play? No. But it gets the job done. It looks pretty nice. Uh, it does give you, at the beginning, it gives you the choice between a... Uh, RGB monitor and a uh, and, a, and a color TV, which is cool. I like games that do that. And uh, you know, I would say the opening tune that probably could have been better, but it was it was fine. It was okay. I, I thought the opening tune was okay. You know, <laughs> but, I, I, uh, you this know. game could have really benefited from some in-game music, but that's every Coco game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The, some music. This is these type of games. Like uh, when you think well about like nice I can game. I can hear the Marble Madness. Do, 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 do. I mean that would be great for this game. Something like that, some kind of driving tune. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, of course the, the, you're talking leaps and bounds in, oh, in yeah. terms of the what you had your resources yeah. at hand, I, I, you know, I, I, and something like yeah. that. But I mean, overall though, like I said, I, I actually kind of dug this game. And I got to tell you, when I first started playing, I was like, this is crap, just on the basis that I, I just hated the uh, the first level. Yeah, the first level I just couldn't figure it out. You know. Before we move on, I, I looked up some, you know, this guy, Jesse Taylor, uh, who had worked on a couple of these games. I actually looked into his career a little bit. So get this, Boat. He worked on some pretty decent games. He was a programmer on, on some games that we've actually talked about. Uh, remember Ski or Die? That was yeah. him. Uh, PGA Tour Golf. Uh, Lakers versus Celtics. Um, California Games 2. He did that one. Budokan. Uh, Starflight. And Black Crypt, he did that one. So he had he did some Amiga stuff as well. Uh, so he had he had done some different stuff. He and he's still around. I noticed his name. He's done. He's worked on a lot of projects. So I don't know if this is what he worked on early in his career or whatever. But I mean, this guy he had some pretty good chops. And like I said, it's funny to look at this game on another platform because it really doesn't even look like the same game. But I mean, it's, I mean, it looks like the same concept, but the game looks radically different. I haven't played the Amiga version of the DOS versus, but I'll probably have to give them a go just to see what they're like. But overall, as a 
uh, a puzzly distraction. I, I I think this is a pretty a pretty neat game. Uh, we did get some reviews. Actually, did we get any reviews for this one? Let's see. Uh, Coco Show reviews. Here we go. Yeah, unfortunately, no community reviews for Mind Roll on the Coco. Um, hey, I meant to ask you, Bo, before you move on. I had something on my SD card called Mind Roll Two. Did you see that on yours? I did see it. I believe that I that. Get it to work. I think that. Well, I, there were definitely two Mind Roll files that I have, and I didn't know if that uh -huh. was just like a different version of because you know how there's like the Coco Three and Coco Two. Curtis points uh -huh. out in the chat that they, the the cart actually was a fat binary cart that had both versions of the game on one cartridge. Uh -huh. So maybe maybe it had something to do with that. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I, forgot, I meant I was going to ask you about that. So yeah, that that may clear it up a little bit. But yeah, overall, I thought it was interesting. Uh, oh, this was they had this was on eBay by the way. I should mention, uh, actually, relatively for a Coco game, pretty inexpensive. I saw these with and without the uh, little box. Uh, ten to thirty bucks, and and the ten dollar level, you could pretty much get a box copy of this. Uh, so if you're if this is sort of your bag, and I, like I said, if you're gonna buy a cart, I mean, like I said, it, this you could do worse. I, I thought this was okay. I did. I, I, mean, I really like the art and the and the, the box art in this game. It looks it looks. Oh cool. yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. good. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah. Mind roll. Um. Now, before we close the show out, Aaron. Uh, we should we should make a uh, a special announcement. Um, as you know, we've been doing the Coco Show for pretty close to uh, half a year, I think. Now I think this is episode sixteen or seventeen, something like that. And uh, I I really thought that this show was going to go on and on and on, but it is it's actually not. Um, <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> uh, Why don't you slide the door to our fingers on that one, Bode? Yeah, next next <laughs> week um, is going to be the the final episode of the Coco Show in its current form. It's not to say the Coco Show won't come back. Don't unsubscribe from the RSS. Let me just say that. Um, but uh, I have taken a job uh, in uh, at West Virginia State University that's going to require. Uh, more time, more effort. I'm going to have to actually learn a ton of stuff. Uh, and uh, I just don't feel right continuing all of the shows that we're currently doing. It's just, it's too much, too much time. Um, and uh, it's time that I enjoy. It's not a burden, but uh, I, I feel like I, I need to trim things back so I can really focus on this new job. We're going to continue uh, the Amigo show, but uh, the Coco show and our Sinclair 1200XL are sadly falling by the wayside. So um, we do have one episode left uh, next week. Uh, if you, uh, and uh, so be sure and tune in for that. I don't know what we're gonna be playing yet. We're waiting on a uh, pick from a, uh, a Coco Game Selection Committee member. But um, we will be back for one more show. And uh, we do wanna thank all of you that have uh, listened to the Coco Show over these past uh, 16 episodes or so. And uh, we we will miss it. I uh, uh, <laughs> it seems like we've been here before, but <laughs> it sucks. I, I hate I hate it. Uh, but boats uh, boats got a uh, I mean it's got, his new job's gonna be a real time sink. So it's, there's understand that. Congratulations on the new job. Uh, we are not done with the coca by a long shot. Um, I will still be doing, and probably Boat too when he gets a spare moment. We'll be still doing some live streaming mm -hmm. and some uh, individual shows uh, on the on the Coco. 
and maybe even whenever we get a spare moment now and again uh, when he, his job allows, we we'll, might even knock one off somewhere in the future. So, But it sucks. You know, I love the Coco. And Boat, I think I can say, speaking for you, that you've learned to love it just in the in the year or so that you've been fooling with it. And in the past couple of months since you got one, I know you play a lot of Coco I, stuff. I will say that uh, out of all of, the, all of all the systems that we cover, the Coco is the one that consistently delivers the most fun. Just pure, pure fun. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, it's boiled to its essence. Right, right. And, you know, uh, you know some of that has to do with the brilliant uh, the SD card solution for the Coco, which is just, it's the bee's knees. It's the best thing like that I've ever seen for a retro game system. And the other thing is just the Coco community, just being so friendly and always well, willing to help. It's it's very special. I think the fact that it's it's so much smaller than the spectrum of the Amiga community really helps out with that because people are more more welcoming in a lot of cases. So we really appreciate how, how we were embraced, especially by the Coco Talk folks. Um, you guys always gave us good praise on on your show, and uh, and like I said, we'll be back. Oh, I just checked on Discord. Uh, we are going to be playing Battle Stations next week. Aaron, have you played Battle Stations? I don't remember that one, so that sounds like a lot of fun. We should mention, by the way, uh, before we break out, uh, you can see here, there it is, Boat, Gunstar. That's right. We didn't forget about Gunstar, y'all. We never forget about Gunstar. We're going to go out, go out on a high note by giving away a, a boxed, sealed copy of this brilliant game gunstar brand new hot off the presses and you can take home gunstar ironically you guys by god we're going to stick to our guns go leave us a go leave us a review on itunes and while you're there just review amigos too but any review gets you uh in the uh entrance for a blind draw we're going to have next week on this very show the final show and we will draw out uh, the winner of this. Will get a uh, a minty fresh copy of Gun Star, uh, and it's a great game. His merch is great. This is one of my all time favorite shirts that I bought from merch. It's great. Uh, so uh, give Gun Star some support. Uh, and uh, if you want to enter the drawing, just hop over to iTunes, drop us a review. Uh, heck, we'll take it. What the hell. <laughs> And uh, and while you're there, maybe hit hit up ARG or hit up Amigos too if you want to do us a double. And we are going to draw it next week. But it's been a sweet ride, Boat. I'm going to miss it. Uh, and uh, hopefully someday we'll be back. We'll be back in the saddle again, uh, doing a little more Coco. But we're not abandoning the Coco by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a, a hiatus. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we do want to thank all of our uh, Patreon supporters, Steve Rasmus, Steve Rasmussen. Buttons, Graham Vebke, and Curtis Boyle. Thank you guys so much. We'll be yes. back with Battle Stations for the Grand Farewell. We'll see you next time. 